0: Hello everyone, we'd like to welcome you to our third RunCamp Pro Europe podcast, the world of fan selection. Do you think um, uh, future professionals are well prepared uh, for the wealth management industry? My name is Carla Celera and I am the Investor Relations Specialist here at RunCamp Pro Europe. This will be the third podcast of a long series, and we are going to talk about the future of wealth management and how to include the next generations with Antonio Del Vaso here with us today. Hello, Antonio. How are you?
1: I'm fine, Carla. Thank you for the opportunity. And how are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Um, First of all, Antonio, I would like to to thank you for agreeing to participate in this uh, roundtable discussion, as I am very glad to to have you here with me discussing this interesting topic. Um, For those who don't know, Antonio is the Head of uh, Investment Services at uh, Bollocks Bank. Where uh, are you based, Antonio? Uh, Tell the listeners.
1: I'm based in Italy and the bank is based in Bolzano.
0: I love Bolzano. Uh, it's one of my favorite cities, uh, but I have been there just once, can you believe it? But well, hopefully I can travel to, to Italy soon because I have to, to go to Milan also, so fingers crossed this, this happens soon. Um, well, let's start this uh, discussion by saying that it's not a secret uh, that wealth management is a big business. You know, um, however, it's really hard to nail down uh, at what length the industry will grow because of the, the evolution of financial products, uh, or the changing needs uh, of individuals, or even the economic conditions that that we face. So, um, Antonio, how do you see the future of wealth management? Uh, for example, I don't know in five years. <sighs>
1: So that's a big question because the next five years will be crucial for the wealth management industry, which is called to answer to the new demands and needs, as you said, other than challenges on the operative field. The industry has been able to came out from the pandemic with a significant inflows, the higher percentage over the last years. But the problem is on the margins, which remain stable in 2020 despite all the saving on costs like marketing, travels, events, to the increase in business costs. Some of the additional costs Mm -hmm. might be one-off, for example, uh, but others will be temporary, such as digital innovation and uh, Mm -hmm. other innovation costs. At the same time, such costs will not be compensated by higher higher margins, as we think, given the pressure on costs that comes from end users on one side, uh, the increase in passive funds on the other side, and also on regulation. That said, even if the industry came out with a stronger position than before, at the end of the crisis, banks and the industry will have to face structural changes on business models and profitability. To remain competitive, Mm -hmm. we have to revise growth strategies, for example, products uh, um, and business model and profitability. Um, To remain competitive, they have to revise growth strategies, Mm -hmm. products, offer and rapidly adapt to new clients' relationship needs with a stronger focus on digital skills such as data analytics. The main challenges of the industry will be related to those steps which the sector has only partially dealt with in the last few years and that will be reshaped by the new paradigm first of all the front-end digital trans- transformation the pandemic mm-hmm. has accelerated the development of digital solution for non-physical consulting for example and for now concentrated more on signing written than services itself The development of alternative and private market products, or innovative solution, will require operative and relational changes.
0: Okay, but but coming back uh, to what you just said about uh, the development of alternative and private market products, uh, could you please say, uh, for example, what will be useful uh, for the Italian market, since you are working in the Italian market?
1: Focusing on the Italian market um, it will be useful to look over the experience of other countries which are step ahead on the process and might give some interesting operative insights.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but which are these countries that you think are, are ahead in the process?
1: Countries such as United States and UK for example are a ver- variable source of uh, of lesson to be learned in order mm-hmm. to get well with, with the new needs and possible evolution of the system.
0: No, Yeah, well, um, to be honest, I was thinking more about uh, the United States um, since I think that its market is super, I don't know, super well organized. And, and I am sure that we can learn a lot from from then. And, and not just about this, I mean, in, in general. Um, and now, um, which strategic drivers uh, do you think will support the changes of the industry?
1: Um, I will take uh, for a reference an interesting Ernest Young report that identifies mm-hmm. six main strategic drivers for the industry. Um, one of the driver is the reorientation of the business on the client, which means to provide clear solution that answers to their financial and non-financial objective. Mm-hmm. It is in fact getting clear that investor. And when I say investor, I also include retail investor, not just institutionals want structured and clear approaches of investing, adequate to the needs and, uh, their uh, investment horizon, um, mm-hmm. for example, short-term or long-term. Generic strategies, promises of performance are not enough anymore. Another point is that established wealth management firm that do, do not learn from digital startups and adjust their business models accordingly could find themselves at a significant disadvantages in the marketplace, especially on the long-term. Complete the digital transformation of distribution and the elaboration of new investment proposition for business models, other than maximize growth areas such as private market, alternative investment, infrastructure, sustainability. Accordingly, accordingly to another report, which comes from McKinsey, in terms of the role of new technology in banking relationship, the majority of high net individual study respondents believes that more digital, less physical interaction will become the new normal. Hence, the technology is an important conduit through which a bank investment expertise is channeled the pandemic has accelerated the digital transformation process already in place for example the possibility to send recommendation investment recommendation by distance mm-hmm. and created the needs for some others
0: um, but you said that one interesting uh, report uh, made by Ernst Jung identifies uh, six main strategic drivers uh, for the industry which are the other the other ones the other strategic drivers
1: uh, yes, I, I said six, the third one is, is another important driver and could be the establishment of external partnership such as alliance and joint venture in order to achieve effective strategic results. One of the key points has to be the development of efficient operative platforms without the needs of internal development or other costly and time consuming activities. Mm-hmm. Flexibility has to be the key. As an example, those partnerships might be focused on broadening the distribution channel. Accordingly to another report uh, from Capgemini, uh, 74% of high individuals will be willing to consider wealth management services from firms such as Google, Apple, or Amazon. So partnership might help the development of new of the next driver, Mm -hmm. which is the commercial offer. Technology has broadened the scope of product that clients might be able to access without requiring huge initial capital, creating opportunities for player which focus mostly on retail investor. Let's call it an investment democratization.
0: Okay, but coming back to what you just uh, said about considering uh, wealth management services uh, from firms such as uh, Google, Apple and Amazon, it was the other, I think. Um, Are you happy with this idea?
1: Uh, Not really happy about it, because uh, it means revolutionizing the industries, Mm -hmm, but we have to face the reality and be open to changes if we want to remain valuable and alive. So it will be interesting to see how the galaxy of partnership may evolve or lead it to the best possible way.
0: No, yeah, because uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, I know, as you you said, now uh, we have to adapt to the new circumstances, uh, but the fact that they are super big companies scares me a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's scary in a good way, obviously. I don't know. Don't you think so?
1: Yeah, um, the fact that they are big and that the fact they are they are too much dematerialized respect to this mm-hmm. world, because yeah. um, the relationship is is a is a very important part of the wealth management industry and the consulting industry. So um, I'm very curious to see how this will uh, join together with uh, the with the passage mm-hmm. from, from physical to digital.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, Antonio, since uh, we are getting intense, now I'm going to uh, ask you some something that I think is interesting. Um, do you think uh, that in the industry of wealth management um, everyone has got the same opportunities to succeed?
1: Yes, I think that if we think about individuals, um, everyone has the same opportunities to succeed. Sometime it might be slower um, because it's an industry um, Oh, it's an old industry, so the the position in control are usually a bit higher on the age, but the generational change and the new digital paradigm will give opportunities that in the past will be more difficult to realize.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, I was asking this because uh, I am sure that we have, uh, well, I am sure hopefully we have younger generations uh, listening to our podcast and uh, maybe they are curious on what are the steps that they have to to take in order to to be someone in the industry um and yeah i think it's important to highlight the fact that uh obviously the the next generations uh have more opportunities thanks to the the advances in technology so so yeah that's a really important thing um okay and now that we are talking about uh these younger generations, uh do you think that uh there are enough good opportunities for these uh for these generations like millennials, generation set, etc.? And and how do you think that uh you will include them in the in the industry?
1: Well actually the inclusion has to be on two sides. One side Mm is inside the industry, the other side is the users of the industry. So for insiders, so for workers in the industries, digital transformation may help to include other industry within the wealth management, such as uh, some branch of engineering, math, Mm -hmm. statistics, or other uh, other than other uh, physiological generational changes. Mm-hmm. for users on the other side for reaching out the new generation such as millennial or the generation x one or the more likely scenario is that the development of a digital consulting department this department is involved in the relation with the retail after affluent clients and will have the duty to develop a mostly by distance relationship increasing time efficiency The physical relationship will still be important, as as we said before, but mostly at the beginning and, for example, once per year. Meanwhile, for the rest of the year, for um, Mm -hmm. non-crucial meetings, it will be important to send an adequate amount of information, avoiding over-information. Uh, and this maintenance process is very important to let the investor feel involved in the investment process in the investment decision because this is another development of new generation of investor respect to um, older generation they prefer to be involved and to understand at an adequate adequate level because they cannot Mm -hmm. understand deeply what Uh, what's behind every fund for example or every product but they have to understand uh, where their money is being invested
0: Mm -hmm. and and talking about uh again about the the professionals in in order to to find i don't know how to say this but a good job uh, or a good job role uh, in the investment industry is the university uh, where where they study uh, something to take into account, or or it's more important. I don't know the the place where they do the the internship. Well,
1: from my experience and uh, what from what I've seen, the two things are usually strictly related. Uh, the best university have strong network to let the student find the better internship so uh, even with similar content in terms of education the main driver to keep into account when selecting a university is the network that it can provide
0: Mm -hmm. um no yeah because uh well i was gonna say that for me the, the most important thing uh was the internship Uh, But, uh, yeah, it seems that uh, if you want a good internship, uh, then you need a well-known university. Uh, But, yeah, it's always the same. Networking is the key of everything, for this and and for everything, really. Um, But, yeah, Antonio, well, uh, now, I think that maybe this question is a bit intense uh, also. Um, You are very intense today. But do you think... um, Uh, future professionals are well prepared uh, for the wealth management industry Uh, the financial education that exists nowadays is enough I just think uh, from my point of view I just think that it's a very unknown world until you work on it you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, on one side, so going back to what we said before, uh, the workers and the users. For the workers, university, I think they are doing a great job giving the necessary tools to adapt to different realities, different projects, different uh, world condition. I started, for example, my career in the consulting industry, which is another world where you need to be flexible to adapt to the new project and new clients and changes in regulation technology and all that this new world is uh, is taken to us yeah. so uh one advice is not only for a career in asset management but in general is to be flexible and curious and to mm-hmm. try to be involved in different aspects of your work and always have in mind the bigger picture behind your asma- assignment and not just to focus on specific point without yeah. realizing what, what's on top yeah. On the other end, uh, for the end users, financial ed- education is a problem. On is a problem, especially mm-hmm. in Italy. Financial education is on average very low, and an investment education will be crucial driver for growth, not only for the industry but for the society society itself as a whole. So financial education uh, must be included in edu- educational path. For example, yeah, in Italy, for I now, agree. it's not included. Um, I don't know other countries' realities, but in Italy, it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, on a long-term process, it 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 needs to be included in an educational path. Mm-hmm. On a shorter term, uh, and for reaching generation that and no, no longer at school, initiatives by banks or players in the financial industries or even from the, the government or the, the central banks mm-hmm. um, might help to reach older generation, such as millennial or generation X or even older, to change them from potential investor to conscious investors.
0: No, yeah, because for example, um, when when I was a bit younger, when I was at the university, I studied uh, advertising, marketing and, and public relations. So obviously for me, it was a very unknown world until I started here at, at Rankia Pro. Uh, like I had, I don't know, wrong ideas about what investment means. Um, I thought it was something crazy, the fact to, to invest. Um, so, yeah, I'm totally agree with you about including financial education in the educational path as a long-term process. So, so yeah. And traveling to the past a little bit now, what are the, the biggest or the most important cultural changes that have occurred uh, within the industry in the last 10 years? Well,
1: unfortunately, my depth uh, of experience in the industry doesn't go that far. But... Uh, one of the most important facts that lead to big changes uh, is regulation. So, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about MIFID I uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning and then MIFID II. And especially in Italy, uh, where banks uh, was used to sell their own bonds and their own stocks, or um, for example, Italian government bonds and not, not much more, they, they had to change their business model and their approach. Mm-hmm. And so so did to change, to let the clients change their uh, model and approach because in this new paradigm of zero rate, zero percent rates, People that mm-hmm. were used to buy uh, 6 or 7% annual yield on instruments perceived as zero risk, such as uh, Italian government bond, now have to invest in a diversified portfolio of funds. Can you imagine how strong that mental switch is and how difficult it is to let, let them change their, their mind?
0: Uh, No, I I can't imagine. It's uh, crazy how everything uh, changes so fast. And when you mentioned uh, Mifid, uh, the Mifid regulation, you were talking more about, uh, I don't know, the the one that took place in 2007 or the last one, the one that took place in 2018?
1: The first big big change uh, was in 2007. Mm -hmm. uh, And then it got it got more stronger in 2018, but the the first big change was the establishment of, of the regulation itself.
0: Yeah. Well, Antonio, I think uh, we are close to the end now, uh, but I would like to uh, squeeze in some questions about your role. Um, I was wondering uh, what is your biggest challenge as head of investment services at Volksbank? <laughs>
1: Um, I will try to summarize the biggest challenges that me as in my role, but in general Mm. for the banks uh, for the next few years. So the first is to deliver next generation in multi-channel client experience. Uh, The second is re-imagining or redesigning the advice and the relationship management through technology. as we said before, yeah. uh, then to accelerate the pace of the innovation because, because we cannot uh, wait till uh, the new technology came to us, but we have to lead the way to innovation. Mm-hmm. Then mm, we have to redesign the coverage models and reflect on the bank's vision on, on investment and, and on margins. Other than adopting a holistic approach for creating values for clients, uh, on top of on top of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a long list of challenges. It is. <laughs> Thank God it summarizes. <laughs> and uh, and, yeah, and finally, which key industry uh, trends, uh, like for example, community funds, uh, do you think will perform better in twenty twenty
1: two? Well, in this uh, in this modern world, um, we think that technology will play the, the main role in, in every aspect of growth. Um, we expect the next big thing to materialize within the fintech or l or or greentech mm. spaces or to be enabled and accelerated, for example, by the global rollout of 5G technologies or who knows 6G or w- which yeah. one will be the next technology. But since then, s- this sector has continued to benefit from the pandemic-driven acceleration of long-term trends such as the digitalization and despite the rotation away from growth stock toward the reopening beneficiaries uh, for example in in the second quarter um, Mm -hmm. the team's performance has been in line with global equities so the pandemic accelerated several several secular trends including e-commerce digital payments remote Mm -hmm. working uh, or it comes to my mind, driving strong performance across the, the tech sector. Mm-hmm. But as the economies reopen, we continue to see attractive opportunities for investors uh, seeking structural growth. We think now it's a good time to diversify excess exposure to mega cap on tech and move into lesser known structural growth winners. Including small and mid-cap technologies, such as and uh, sorry digital subscriptions. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you very much, Antonio. Uh, I'm keen to to discover all these uh, trends that will perform better in 2022. Trust me. <laughs> um, well, we could be here for much longer, but unfortunately, uh, this podcast uh, is coming to an end. However, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to the listeners and, of course, to you, Antonio, for, for agreeing to be with me in this podcast. Uh, we hope that these uh, really interesting discussions get growing, as I always said. And we look forward to the upcoming talks with uh, more fun selectors around uh, Europe. Also, before I forget, uh, if you want to be up to date with the latest news within the asset management industry, subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you so much, everyone. And see you all in our next uh, Rankia Pro Europe podcast uh, around artificial intelligence in our portfolio management. Thank you very much. And see you all in the, in the next one.
1: Thank you, Carla. Uh, for the nice talk and hope the audience has come to the end.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Antonio.